Welcome to another playoff edition of the Garden Report on CLNS Radio in Celtics Blog. I'm Jared Weiss. we got a three-man team tonight. Three Jimmy alphas. T- that's right. The three alphas are here. <laughs> three alphas. The little man, Jimmy Toscano. I'm Rondo. Jimmy Butler over here, also known as Sean Hyken of The Athletic. And I'll be D-Wade for the night with my red eyes and solemn lips. And so, Miss Dunks. And Miss Dunks. I mean, but I'm draining threes tonight. I'm, ha- I'm hitting multiple threes for I think it was the fifth or the tenth time this season for D Wade. D Wade saving it for the playoffs. The Celtics saving their worst basketball for the playoffs. Wow, they yeah. lost this game, one eleven to ninety seven. They are down 0-2 to the eight seed Chicago Bulls. Even putting aside the Isaiah Thomas situation, the Celtics are in huge trouble. And playoff Rondo was the man who struck tonight. Sean Hyken, you've been watching non-playoff Rondo all season long. We're very familiar with him here on the Garden Report. The transformation has been pretty remarkable, something that Hoiberg really talked about tonight. You guys have obviously seen more of him post uh, the ACL injury from 2013 than I have, obviously, but this might be the best game he's played since he's had that injury, especially considering the stakes. And, I mean, he was spectacular tonight. He was doing everything. He was pushing the pace on offense. He was attacking the rim. He was getting his own offense, which is something that he only does some of the time. He was getting up on Isaiah Thomas uh, defensively. Uh, he, He was doing, there's really nothing else you could have asked for Rondo to do tonight. He was phenomenal. Jimmy, so Rajon Rondo intercepted a lot of balls in the first quarter, and they really tried to kind of take out Isaiah, make passing to Isaiah a real challenge. Rondo would uh, guard him for the early half of the possession. Somebody would switch on at some point. But what did you see out of Rondo, just the energy level tonight? I mean, we know playoff Rondo is trying hard Rondo. Right. I mean, I just think Rondo loves being the villain in a way. You know what I mean? He, He loves the idea of coming back to Boston, team that traded him away. And just giving it everything he's got to make sure that he has the last laugh, he has the final say, you know, the Celtics ended up losing that deal in the end or whatever, you know, obviously that's not true, but in his eyes, if he can come, Tonight they if, did. If he can come into Boston and, and the Bulls can upset the number one seeded Celtics who aren't exactly playing like it, I mean, that's just playoff Rondo. That's, that's the Rondo that Boston fans grew to love because they loved that about him. And Dwayne Wade said it after the game today. He hated playing against Rondo when the when the Celtics played against uh, the Heat uh, back in the day because Rondo would always be up for these games whether it's in the you know in the film room whether it's just knowing the plays he said talked about the first option the second option Rondo knows what you're going to do before you're going to do it and that's what the Celtics are seeing now from the other side of the spectrum. Well, you said Rondo got the last laugh. He did literally laugh at me when I asked him a question at the end there, which Wade gave the answer I was hoping to find out was that how did they, what was the kind of the tone that they wanted to set in the first quarter? They took six more field goal attempts than the Celtics. They had four steals between Rondo and Butler in the first quarter. Rondo set the tone, and like D. Wade said, Rondo wants them to go at all times. You know, Jay Crowder made the point that they're not really a transition team. And because of the way that the Celtics were sloppy with the ball, the Bulls actually kind of turned into a transition team, and that was the biggest issue for the Celtics tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what Rondo has really given them since he moved back into the starting lineup. Obviously, as anybody knows who's been following them, he's been in and out of the rotation all year. Mm-hmm. And he was with the second unit for a while, and then he was back in the starting lineup after Wade got hurt with the elbow injury in March. But, yeah, he, that, what the thing that Fred Hoiberg keeps praising about him is that he keeps pushing the pace, keeps getting guys into their sets, he keeps trying to find teammates, keeps trying to find guys the ball, and it's worked for them. 23 points off turnovers for the Bulls. Yikes. Yeah. Not good. That's, uh, that's a big stat Celtics there. at eight, by the way, for yeah, comparison. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the difference right there. I mean, the Celtics were extremely sloppy down the stretch. Um, heard a lot of boos from the crowd tonight. You don't hear that often. Back Years back when the Celtics would lose a big game, sometimes they'd be – 
you know, cheered in a sense off the court, you know, sort of like a go get them, you know, we're, we're cheering you on from afar. Not tonight. Tonight it was like you guys stunk and we're going to make sure you know it. Speaking of booze, uh, somebody was not happy with the booze. One Marcus Smart uh, ended up flipping off the crowd when they were booing him in the fourth quarter. Oh, and if okay. you want to get flipped off by Marcus Smart, the best way to do that is to use SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek. <laughs> in the settings tab, use the promo code GARDENREPORT for seamless corporate synergy and promos and to get $20 rebated to you when you make your purchase for maybe Game 5 of this series. Who knows? If there is a Game 5, you'll see this whole clan back together. Uh, game 3 and 4, I'll be out in Chicago. So will this guy. You'll see more of our faces. Absolutely. But don't worry, because we got one more video coming for you here on the Garden Report. So stay right here on this video playlist. You'll have Part 2 of the Garden Report, and then you'll have all the press conferences from before and after the game on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. The Celtics playoffs are underway, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just use the SeatGeek app to buy tickets to see a little John Mayer action at the TD Garden. It's not always about sports. You can do music as well. I've also used it for some Bruins. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too, as I already told you. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off of their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, listen up. First, you got to download the SeatGeek app. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Once you're there, enter the promo code GARDENREPORT. One word, Garden Report. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So you get to go to the game or the concert, and you get 20 bucks back. Pretty good deal. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code GARDENREPORT. To- this is Jared Weiss of the Garden Report, and now I want to talk to you about Blue Apron. This is how you cook food in the 21st century at home. If you're busy like me, you're constantly working, you're on the go, Blue Apron is an absolute lifesaver. I don't have time to grocery shop. I don't have time to make grocery lists. I don't have time to figure out what my recipes are. I'm usually just microwaving lean cuisines at 2 in the morning. But not anymore with Blue Apron because with Blue Apron, they ship me a box to my door with ice that has everything nice and cool. With all of these prepaid meals, I get three prepaid, prearranged meals to my door. It has all the ingredients. It has the guide. I can use the Blue Apron website to see how to make this meal and i'm cooking meals that i never thought i could cook before and when you go to blueapron.com slash garden report you're going to get three free meals and free shipping on your first purchase with blue apron blue apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms fisheries and ranchers across the united states they're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and it's going to be accessible to you. Because all you got to do is just go to blueapron.com slash garden report, and that's how you're going to get three free meals and free shipping. And you're going to cook like me, 
and then you get to sit back, watch a Celtics game, watch a Bruins game, Patriots, Red Sox, whatever kind of game that you want to watch. You're going to have a delicious home-cooked meal, and you're going to enjoy that game from the comfort of your own couch with some delicious food that you made yourself just like a pro. So go to blueapron.com slash garden report for three free meals and free shipping today. Today. Welcome to part two of the Garden Report here on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. This video is brought to you by Blue Apron. If you want to get three free meals and free shipping so you can cook great meals in your home, you're going to go to blueapron.com slash garden report. And when you sign up, three free meals, free shipping right to your door. Right to the door is Jimmy Butler tonight. He had another 10-point crucial performance in the third quarter. Every time the Celtics get close, he runs away with it single-handedly, Mr. Heiken. This is kind of the advantage that I kept saying the Bulls have because they have the best player in the series, and they've kind of hit on this formula in the first couple of games of the series. In the first half of the game, they'll let one of the role players kind of get going. You saw it was Bobby Portis in game one. Tonight it was Paul Zipser, and to a lesser extent it was Nico Miritich. And then the second half, Jimmy Butler will just go out there and do his thing, and he carried the Bulls. There were some times that the Celtics were able to come back. It looked like they were going to maybe run away with it after trailing big in the first half, and he was able to uh, steal it away. Yeah, and that's something the Celtics have sorely been lacking is depth off the bench. They don't have those role players right now that are stepping up for them when they need to. Um, they don't have the Portis. They don't have the Zipser mania that we were talking about last week. The correct term is Zipsanity. Zipsanity. My bad. I, I, I take that very seriously. <laughs> Zipser mania, uh, starting that today. Um, the Celtics just don't have that. And when their stars like Isaiah Thomas aren't maybe starting off the way, like similar to Butler, how maybe he's not starting off, you know, guns blazing, um, there's nobody really to sort of step up in his place, unlike the Bulls right now, where it's either, like we said, Portis, those guys, Butler, Wade, Rondo, they have help. The Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, he still not, doesn't have that much help. Al Horford tonight, not a whole lot from him on the offensive end. Um, he just, said that he's, he couldn't find his rhythm offensively, which is funny because he kind of carried a little bit of the burden last in last game. But tonight, he was gone. I mean, Isaiah 20, Jay Crowder at 16 points, and uh, Kelly Olynyk had a very erratic performance at the end of the day at 11 points. Uh, but the yeah. Celtics, they, you know, Stevens talked about how they're not moving the ball comfortably right now because the Bulls are flying around, because the Bulls, their defensive game plan is they can really do any, they can run any type of defensive system right now against the Celtics. The Celtics are not really making them pay. So the question is, what can the Celtics do to get back into the series, Jimmy? <laughs> That's a great Easy question. Easy answer, right? Yeah, that, that's a really great question. I thought for sure that they'd come out tonight. today. They did come out, like, right out of the gates. They went up 9-2, and it looked like, okay, this is what they needed to do, put the Bulls away early, kind of get them at odds with each other. The Bulls stormed right back. The Celtics, I don't know exactly what it is they need to do, aside from more consistent bench play. Um, Isaiah Thomas needs help. I know we've said this all season. Uh, Marcus Smart can only you know he's really the only guy doing much for them on the bench which has been the case all year but whether it's whether it's finding the right guy down low I mean obviously Amir Johnson struggled they need help down low with the rebounding Robin Lopez has just been an absolute force um, they put Tyler Zeller in, in the third quarter I thought he was effective maybe you need to see more Zeller I don't know I can't believe that I can't believe that Sean can you well I mean we're talking about Tyler Zeller as a major adjustment in the First round of the playoffs. Desperate for times. And Terry Rozier. For a number one seed who's on the ropes against an eight seed Bulls who, who just have no answer for Robin Lopez, the Celtics do. This is, this is just something we all saw coming at the beginning of the season. <laughs> this is not the same Bulls team that we saw just over a month ago no. that were just embarrassed out of this building. I thought that after that game, we weren't going to see the Bulls in the playoffs. They were, they were 
not in a good place. And now to see the roles completely re completely reversed, to me, it's shocking. Now, I was talking to someone after the game about how the Bulls were even really supposed to be here. Right. The Miami Heat were the team that was really fighting for that eight seed. And suddenly, you know, Dwayne Wade said after this game, it took them 82 games to figure out who they are. And they figured out who they are at the worst time for the Celtics, as the Celtics are now going through an identity crisis. They can't hit first. They're not enough of a finesse speed team, which is what their real identity is, to pull it off right now. So the Celtics down 0-2 going into Chicago. They have a few days to kind of figure out. I mean, obviously hitting shots would help. But they didn't shoot terribly tonight. They shot 47%. Bulls shot 51.1%. But what do you think is the thing that the Bulls have overachieved at that you think could come down to earth and let the Celtics back into this one? Well, here's the thing. You know what you're going to get out of uh, Jimmy Butler. You know what you're going to get out of Robin Lopez in this kind of matchup because this is the kind of matchup that he feasts on. I've been really impressed with how well their role players have stepped up. You know, you saw Paul Zipser tonight. You saw Bobby Porras in the other game. If those guys aren't giving them anything, the Bulls are pretty easy to beat because you can just double-team Butler and they don't have any other options to make shots. But if those guys are hitting shots, if you suddenly have to worry about Paul Zipser knocking down a three, you have to worry about Nico Miritich. That makes the Bulls a lot harder to guard. Being in the Bulls' locker room tonight and watching uh, the press conference after the after the game with Butler, Wade, and Rondo, they look very confident, very comfortable. I'll tell you what, they don't look like an eighth seed, and the Celtics don't look like a one seed. And I know my pre-series prediction was Celtics in three. I'm going <laughs> to have to adjust that one. I'm now thinking the Bulls might actually take this series from the Celtics. How about you? My pre-series prediction was Celtics in six. I don't know if I still stand by that. I absolutely think Boston could still win this series because I still think the, they have a chance. I've watched the Bulls sure. all year, and the Bulls, just when you think they've figured it all out, they kind of have a way of just blowing a couple of games that they should win. But the matchup problems for the Celtics in this series are very real. They don't have anybody who can match Robin Lopez's rebounding advantage. They don't have anybody who can guard Jimmy Butler consistently. They can throw Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley at them at different times, but none of those guys are capable of sticking with him for an entire stretch. And... I mean, the, if Isaiah Thomas doesn't have any help around him, I think the problems for the Celtics are very real. I mean, Game 3, obviously a must-win. We're not breaking any news there. I think if the Celtics do win a game and they can, you know, they see what works and what goes well for them and make the adjustments that, that is needed, I can definitely see it going six or seven games. It's just no longer a one versus eight. This is not your normal one versus eight where the one seed just rolls over the eight seed. It's just not going to happen that way, obviously. I think the series is going seven. I do think the Celtics can still pull this. Or I do still expect the Celtics to win this one in seven. Something that Avery Bradley talked about and the players that we talked to and Brad Stevens kind of alluded to, there is, there's not a cohesiveness that they have right now. And that's something that they need to find over the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. uh, they, there's a, it sounds like a lot of them are going to go to the China Thomas funeral. There's going to be a lot of very intense emotional moments over the next few days where they're going to have to acknowledge the fact that fighting with each other on the court kind of pales in comparison to everything else that's going on. And I expect that that will be a situation where they're able to kind of figure out what really, what is getting, what is cutting through the chemistry of this team right now. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas not being able to be that emotional leader as he usually is. I mean, we saw that in the frustration, he punched a chair after that Felicio alley-oop to make it 102 to 86, I think, at the time. Uh, the Celtics are kind of going through that crumbling moment they have enough time to build it back up and at the end of the day when they're playing cohesively and well they are a better team than the bulls but god damn it are the bulls playing really well right now so this series is gonna be fun and you're gonna be seeing a lot more of us uh come back here after game three but we'll have more garden report coverage for you stay on this playlist and you get to watch all the player and coach interviews from before and after the game for jimmy toscano 
for Sean Hyken at The Athletic and Locked On Bulls Thank you, podcast. Sean. I'm Jared Weiss of CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Jeremy Carp of CLNS Behind the Camera. We'll see you next time on The Garden Report.